You're listening to the Practically Pastoring Podcast, where we want to help pastors and church leaders share ideas, become better shepherds and leaders, and have a good time with friends. Hey, welcome to Practically Pastoring. My name is Frank, and we are here in Tampa, Florida. I'm here. Delmar's not here. Jeff is over here. Hey. Uh, Andrew Larson. Greetings. Salutations. Hello, hello, hello. With uh, a friend of the pod, mm. but also a personal friend of mine. Yes, we've we sat together in my patio over uh, off of Van Dyke uh, Road and and studied together. Mm-hmm. We've read scriptures together. We've been um, uh, um, yelled at by Colts in Texas together. That's right. I forgot um, about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, yes. we've done a lot of stuff together. This is my brother. His name is KB. What's poppin'? God bless you. I am. I'm glad you're here. Hey, if you're watching this, we're live. I would love for you to share this um, wherever, even if you're not a pastor, even if your friends are not pastors, share this so they can listen to this interview with KB. Uh, KB, you have a you have a book coming out. Yes, we're gonna talk about the book, mm-hmm. but we also have some like um, big current events that are going on. Yes, and and, th- and I just want like you 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 have a podcast. Yes, outside rabbi. Yeah, a means over there. He's he's on me the dream me machine. Camera. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, I, I love your podcast. It's like, uh, it's, thank you. I, I kind of look at it as like, um, one of the best podcasts to talk about, like, uh, ap- almost like apologetics of the culture. Mm, you know what I'm saying? Like how well to, how to process and understand what we're going on in the culture, but uh, also in a way that is, is fun. Yes. Uh, and, and encouraging and everyone I've shared it with, it's, it's been good. Well said. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. So that. with that being said, I want to ask you some questions about the culture. Okay. Um, who, who, uh, we have the first question. Yeah, we get, we got to know this one. You were trying to bring it up before we even went live. So <laughs> what are your thoughts about Asbury saying the revival is over? Do, do you think enough people got saved for them to end this revival? <laughs> we need to keep it going a little bit longer. I mean, the, the heaven's full now, right? Bruh. Yeah. Uh, I read well. about 144,000. Is that what this yeah. is? Wow. Is that That's how many people drove up Th- there. That, that was clever. Okay. <laughs> uh, first of all, I am very hopeful that the Asbury revival was 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 that revival. Uh, and Jesus didn't come back at the end of it, so not enough people got saved. Mm. So um, we need to ask them to open that thing back up. They, they closed it today, right? Or yesterday? Yesterday. Today. I think yesterday was like the last day they can let people off campus. I mean, my, my initial thoughts, it's funny because we haven't talked about this in no. the pod, but like my initial thoughts, the first time I first heard this was like thinking about Trinity College chapels. Yes. And being like, wait, if we just stay in the chapel, we mm-hmm. get to miss midterms? Like, yeah, and you say just... it's, a, it's a work of God. I don't have to go to class. Wow. My hands are way up. Yeah, but I'm, I'm missing And that's precisely attempts. why God never did it at Trinity College. <laughs> wow. Where, where this I is why. Our hearts. Down the street at Clearwater, we wouldn't have had to carry those metal folding chairs after chapel. That was yeah. the worst part. Dang. He went to Clearwater Christian. Ah. And, and they no longer exist. Um, Got to bring that up, don't we? Yeah. <laughs> but, um, that, that hurts my feelings. But, uh, but I mean, we were talking about that. You asked me what I thought. Like, yeah. At the end of the day, I think... You won't know what a revival is until after it's over. Like sure. you'll see the fruit of it later. And yeah. I know there's a lot of people using that quote like revivals are like eighty percent the work of the spirit, ten percent happenstance, ten percent the devil or something like that. Like So whose whose quote is that? I don't know. I keep seeing it floating all around Twitter. It's just like people like saying like Never seen it's it. a lot Ten percent the devil? Frank is literally The devil was also up. contracted you in just this. said that right now. You just made that up. <laughs> Never heard that. Wayne Gretzky Frank Gill. That's that's what's going on right now. Um, the office joke there. You yeah, go. yeah, thank you. Um I, I, I like I think there's probably some legi- I, as a former youth pastor if you're telling me Gen Z kids want to worship and read the Bible, 
Where's the bad thing? Pray and repent too. Yeah, 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 yeah. It would, it'd be one thing, especially when it started. You know, it got covered by like CNN and MSNBC, and then important celebrity Christians started having interest in it, and then they showed up at it. It'd be one thing if they were like, "Oh my gosh, Asbury's on the map now." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's 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 see if we can get the next conference, the next Christian concert, the next whatever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it was. Uh, or let's drop an enrollment form on the website. They like kept it real pure, which is yeah. Right. They rejected. They yeah. rejected they turned any people down, kind yeah. of. They Tucker Carlson, he couldn't come, and like they. I mean, but it's oh. not even like. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. Like, Tucker, Tucker wanted to come. Yeah, and he. And they, I think they told him like, no, you can't come. But they also like didn't show any sort Praise of God. like um, VIP stuff. Like, if if you were a you know a mega pastor or a worship leader, you had to park in general parking and you had to yeah. sit in those wooden chairs like everyone yeah, else. Yeah, 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 yeah. And like there was no special treatment. Yeah. So I, I think there's like some good yeah. stuff there. I, you hear these rumors of like there was some like um, weird theology coming out, but you didn't see like crazy slaying the spirit stuff. You didn't see gold dust floating from the sky. You, know what's, you didn't hear about any of that. What's always interesting to me is that um, I have never qualified the Great Awakening as something other than, other than a revival. Mm. When we talk about the Great Awakening, yeah. we, we we talk about it in no uncertain terms, that the Spirit of God was poured out on His people. There was churches popped up everywhere. Folks were, were, were coming to Christ in mass by people yeah. who believed some very strange things yeah. about black people. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, there are people on Twitter right this week that said the first Great Awakening was whack. The second one was better because... It was like a refined version. It was a refined the, version. The, the problem is that there is no revival that isn't being, uh, that that doesn't include sinners. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So that, that there's no, in, in some way, God is able to do great things without perfecting the people that he's doing it through. Yeah. Uh, perfection is coming in the yeah. kingdom. Uh, but in some, if you want to talk about percentages, you got to have some, and I'm not saying the great awakening, uh, was, was somehow, uh, uh, beyond scrutiny. It should be scrutinized and we should ask ourselves what kind of revival was that, that allowed them to spread the gospel while subjugating image bearers. But, uh, but if there is a revival, Mm. if such a thing exists, it's going to happen with people who are some good and some bad because that's what we all are. I think that's the question that I have coming out of it is like you said, if such a thing exists, which is because I'm very skeptical of revivalism. Yeah, of like yeah, that idea yeah. that we we like manufacture. I just saw a post about a yeah. church that had a, a revival service. Right, and they said the first five hundred people get a free Chick Fil A sandwich. And now, now part of that, part of that, too, it happened yesterday. Part of in my uh, Pacific Northwest. Part of my skepticism is that I don't come from a stream or a, or a tradition that talks about having revival services. Yeah, like so, I'm uncomfortable with it, which I tend to. I think we all do this. You moralize your discomfort into like that's wrong. When it might may or may not be, but like revivalism, like I mean, you you know this the the Trembler's bench and all that stuff, yeah, going on out in the West, like that's the stuff that I'm cynical of. But this doesn't seem to be that, yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's too soon to tell, too. I, I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I What's think it's like going to be four or five people years. People that are the most skeptical, well said, Jeff. you know. And I, I grew up in the independent fundamentalist tradition, yeah. And we we scheduled revivals every year, right, right before pledge season. You yeah. know, I was like, yeah. wow. So the people that are and those that's the crowd that seems to be the most cynical, like. You think you can schedule a revival, and I don't, you know, again, we'll find out in a couple of years what was started, 
up in Kentucky, but to think, no, no, we because we put it on the calendar for the first week in November between Thanksgiving and fill out your pledge card for next year, that's revival. Yeah. So well, and it comes from like it, it as far as I mean, I I didn't come from this tradition either, but like the mainline and the more liturgical traditions don't have this as part of their no. historical like conversation about how God works mm. in the world. Yeah. So it's like it almost is tied to. You know, in Asbury's from the like holiness Wesleyan mm-hmm. tradition, so they have some of that in their tradition. Yeah, you know, I, I don't know that this. What if this happened at like, uh, you know, a very liturgical tradition school? Then I might be like, "Whoa, this is really different." Yeah, but with this, it's like it, to me, what made it different was the length of time mm-hmm. that it kept going on and on. Yeah, and then the way that Asbury sort of protected it from yeah, you know, from the, being corporatized. The well, and you're seeing things yeah. pop up now, like Sanford and Alabama, I know. and then and it's hard to not be Baylor. like, really, guys. It's like, and that's like, what schools? Like, hey, we, we want to get in on this as well. So, yeah. but again, three or four years from now, we could be looking back and saying this was a big deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I've heard Gen Z is like super jaded towards Christianity and. Yeah. I, frankly, they have every reason to be like millennials and Gen Xers didn't do a good job of presenting like a healthy version of Christianity to them. And and if there's a like I said, a bunch of Gen Z kids who are like, I want to read the Bible, I want to worship, I want to. I'm people are confessing this, people are getting saved. Like, yeah, that's a net positive, even if it's in a tradition that's different than ours, and even if there is a couple weird weird folks in that room. You know what I'm saying, yeah. I also I would add to that, Frank, um, that. I, I want to also be careful with waiting to rejoice over mm-hmm. repentance, though, because I, I I also uh, me and I mean actually talked about this last night last night because I mean was 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 sharing that, too, that it's a uh, it's one of those things that we're trying to test to see if this is going to be something like the gentleman in in acts was like, uh, hey, you know, if this is legit, it'll it'll last. Yeah. Um, and I and I feel that. But in some respects, if people are gathering around the apostles teaching they are coming to pray fellowship sacrifice for each other and repent and confess that's just not something the devil typically (laughs) likes to (laughs) you know what i'm saying facilitate yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, and I think in some, it, it, it may fizzle. This may everyone that was there may you know ten years from now not even be. I I don't know. I want to see how it affects a local church. Sure, because like that's God's way of operating in the world. The future pastors coming yeah, out of that. No, not even the, just future pastors, but future like strong members who are sure. plumbers yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel who that. are living in the kingdom because of this experience they had that then leads them to push into community in the, in the local church, yeah, wherever, they, you know, wherever they go back home to from school. First John 4 says we're supposed to test every spirit. Right. So there's a difference, I think, between being super skeptical. Is the spirit doing this? Could the spirit be doing this? And saying, hey, no, we just we, we just want to see. I don't think there's anything wrong with saying, you know, we, we want to see what happens. I think that's sure. what we to but do. We live in like a weirdly, like, super cynical culture right now. Yeah. Like, like, yeah, Asbury, it's, it's, it's either, you know, there was a post from, a, from someone saying that, like, since they're not platforming people of color and, and like yeah, women, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Uh-huh. But then, and then, and then, and then, like I think of the "He Gets Us" campaign. Like, you know, both sides punched that in the Super Bowl. Like the sure. conservatives were like, "Oh, this is woke," and liberals are like, "Hobby Lobby's paying for this, so this is like, you know, Trump stuff." Like, and it's like, no one's winning here. Like, no <laughs> sure, one. Like, sure, sure, there's sure. no like, um, there's no charity. 
Yes, no yes, one's yes, being yes. charitable. Yeah. And it's like um, we we immediately want to have hot takes of why something is bad. Yes. And if we're constantly doing that, nothing is be no, no yeah, one's gonna want to do anything it's, good, and no one's gonna it's Stephen A. Smith Christianity. <laughs> we got <laughs> we got to have the hot take. We yeah. got to be the first one to say it. Because then, you know, the three times we're right, you can say, ha ha, you see? Yeah, yeah, I was for sure. Right about that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think that there is um, a need for us to use discernment and um, to test things. Um, I think at some, at some place, though, I know that I am wanting to measure things by what the Bible says I should be looking for in terms of fruit in someone's life. Yeah. Uh, none of us have the gift, well, I, I don't know, I, I don't have the gift, of being able to look 10 years down the line and see what this is going to mean. Right. I only can deal with what's in front of me. And when I even think about testing things, I'm testing them by the word of God. What should the light, the light of God's word be illuminating as truth to be embraced and lies to be rejected in this situation. And I think that there's a lot of truth in this situation that also has to uh, remind us of the messiness of what it means to be in ministry or be a Christian in this world is that you, uh, you you have people who are incomplete uh, and uh, it may not even know it. Um, It may even, you know, champion their incompleteness as something positive. Mm. I don't know. All I'm saying is, um, it's funny to be brought up Dr. Woodward, Woodward before we, um, before we started this, I know Dr. Woodward and another professor that was in our school, uh, was always taking shots at each other. Not really Dr. Woodward taking shots at him. He would take shots at Dr. Woodward. Um, he's the glory of God guy. I won't put his name out there, but anyways, um, but we, we were always d- debating easy believism, right? That was the big thing when we were in school. Yeah. And uh, Dr. Woodward was being uh, accused of being too embracing of people's professions of faith. And I will never forget his response to uh, some of the students that were challenging him on the back of this other professor that had them wild, riled up. Um, he said... If grace is present, I'm going to rejoice. Yeah. That's what Dr. Wood was yeah. saying. If I see grace, I'm rejoicing. Yeah. And uh, that doesn't mean that that I believe in, uh, you know, uh, universalism or, or, or I, it, I'm just saying that I have a kind of humility that says if God is at work in big and small ways, watering, planting or growing, mm-hmm. my heart will leap for joy. Yeah. And that's all I'm saying. That I—that's my posture. I can't make any pronouncements. Uh, I can't make any judgments per se on what's happened to Asbury. That's why I say that I'm hopeful. You know, none of the devil's schemes is repentance. Like I don't think that that's one of his. Tools that's a good point. Things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah, something yeah. there. I think uh, certainly there's folks maybe trying to 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 poison the water, but yes, something good there. Yes, I yes. It, I'll say this last thing. I, so we also, I come from uh, Health for, oh, I hate to say this, but Health for Prosperity was, you know, what I grew up in that church. And they did scheduled revival stuff too. And um, I remember after becoming, becoming a believer, um, uh, meeting some people that were serious about revivals happening, but they defined them so differently than what I was accustomed to mm-hmm. revivals for them were like a surge of, I remember uh, one time there was like this guy came from China and was like, Hey, we need missionaries. Mm-hmm. Are there any young people that would just leave everything right now and come with me? Mm-hmm. And like 20 young people stood up like that's like a revival kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, 
And I had a set of things that I would look for in a revival. Mm. And I'm telling you, man, probably eight of those 10 things seem to be very much present yeah. in this situation. Mm. So I think there's good reason to be hopeful. That's good. That's good. Let me ask you this question. Um, so you're Southside Rabbi. Yes. Dude, there's some excellent episodes. They have some like iconic back and forth between you and Amin. Yeah. And there's like quotes, to, um, the the Satanic Panic episode. I've shared it with so many folks. Okay, because, nice. Like, there's so many good things in there. I mean, the dream. But season five, episode five. So pretty recently. Yes. Uh, you had an episode called Conspiracy Theories Part Two. And you talked about how you have a new merch guy who has been on tour <laughs> with like a bunch of big name CCM artists, worship leaders. Yes. People who you said like, we sing their songs in our church and we we're blessed by it. Yes. And then you also said, that the stuff he's told you, <laughs> let's just hope it's not true. Get him in so much trouble. Oh no, it's all right. So, he works so, for me. So my question, <laughs> my, my question for you, KB, is what with, are you gonna do? Which huh? CCM artist does the most cocaine? Whoa! <laughs> None <laughs> of them. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Good. None of them. Good, 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 good. Allegedly, okay. Good, good, good. good. <laughs> I hope not. But I guess, I guess, I mean, I guess a, a serious, a, a serious thing. In in. Uh, what a terrible question, bro. <laughs> He's the, supposed to be your friend. Too. Like a long the time. title of these are funny questions to trap KB. The trap like, KB, like, yes. Yeah, the trap KB. Uh, it's cool. no, no, but here's a serious question. I though. need a career change um, anyway. Uh, obviously, there's like I struggle with this just just based on this is your equipment too. Uh, just based on like uh, friends who have deconstructed. Right? Yes. That's yes. difficult. Yeah. But there are like people who have like shaped our faith mm. in, in in whether CCM artists, rappers, rock bands, like people who like, I mean, there's, there's a band that's local to hear that I, that when, when my youth pastor was like metal and screaming is satanic, no matter if they're a Christian band, I'm like reading their lyrics and it's like, Jesus, I'm ready to come home. Like yeah. I'm like ministered by this. Yeah, yeah. And like, they have kind of walked away from the faith. Right. Right. So like, right. Right. So like, how do, I mean, as someone who's like literally like have made, I don't know if you've gotten tour with folks who deconstructed, but like have like worked with folks mm -hmm. in the music industry. Yeah. Obviously not everyone in the Christian music industry is probably saved, but like, right. How do we process it? Should we as pastors never, encourage someone to listen to an artist if they might fall tomorrow or something like mm. what do you think yeah I, it probably goes back to what i was what i was saying um i think that there's some humility in rec recognizing your limitations as a as a man or a woman for that matter um in that we can test things for what they are mm. uh i would want if what this what this this new uh, merch guy i hired if the things he said were true, um, which I don't have reason to believe that they weren't. Those that are in leadership or in that community need to expose and eradicate that mm. for the church's sake. Um, I think that there is mercy uh, for ignorance in that we may be singing a song. And it's taking us as a community deeper into the, the heart of God and more commitment to the kingdom. Not knowing the dude that wrote it was, you know, I don't know. You don't even know God. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I don't know. I think God obviously will still bless that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, that makes a different kind of um, a point about what it means for us to still be able to connect with God, though the things that we're using to connect with him with are made by broken people. I think that's the conversation we got to have. Let's be clear. None of these artists, 
all right, are the locusts of God's presence. They are a tool that the Lord used to to write these songs. And when they come to our churches, we go to their concerts, we're going to honor them, we're going to thank them for it. But we're not going to say, this is where pastors need to teach their their people good theology because we, we, you know, some of this is more dependent on what they were taught before their favorite guy or gal deconstructed because what I want, I'm thinking about my boys, for example, I want my boys to know that if a person who you have looked to is at the top of your hero list because of their success, you are, you're opening yourself up for great disappointment and failure, especially if they are ministerial people like this person is that close to God because they're that successful, there is often zero connection between success and a personal relationship with Jesus. Oh, you wrote a song about that. I yes, mean, I did. You said you built a whole kingdom without, without God. Like, Man, yeah. I, I'm around here. I'm Well, I'm grateful for where my audience is right now. But I remember years just trying to pack 100 people into a room and uh, praying and fasting and calling upon God and 102 show up. And I'm like, Lord, look at what you've done. Uh, and and there'll be a, a dude that just got done cheating on his wife and their whole team is filled with a whole bunch of people that are just protecting him in his rebellion. And that man's doing 5,000 seaters. Now I was like, hold on a second. What's going on here? <laughs> oh, that's not how this works. The The reward of a Christian artist should be knowing God, yeah. not, you know, access to greater yeah. success in that the devil office. I mean, look, think about what Jesus and this and Satan's um, in uh, conversation where where did Satan take Jesus? He took him to the city and said, I can give you all of this. Yeah. We, we can fill up arenas. You know what I'm saying? So not to say that filling up arenas is sinful. I'm just simply saying that. It's beautiful when someone's heart for God is matched with their success, but it's not necessary. Yeah. Um, and sometimes it's not common. Well, and we're talking about artists, but going back into the Renaissance, you know, you look at Michelangelo, you look at Donatello. These guys are people that struggled mightily with their faith and all kinds of other issues. Yeah. Look, look at the art they produced for yes. the kingdom of God. Yes. And we think now because, you know, someone is leading worship with a guitar on stage, that's any different than a painting to an illiterate community well said well said so it's yeah yeah i I think some of the greatest art in the history of the church has been from people who are fully surrendered and then right behind that is from people that are fully struggling and saying god i want to believe i want to you know help my unbelief yeah because that's where a lot of really great art comes from that's really good i totally agree and i and i like that kind of artist Mm -hmm. i like that kind of artist that um, I, there's a few of my friends um, who are that kind of artists where in their music, you can pick up on a desperation for God, uh, but by no means are they posturing themselves as the image of, you know, of, of stalwart faith. And which is kind of what, if you're kind of living in the Christian culture, the kind of celebrities that get platformed are the folks that basically look like their lives are perfect, you know, from their families, their children, their preaching, their, their, their struggles, you know, the only, the only struggles they have is praying for three hours instead of four, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I like those kinds of artists that, that are, no, I am broken. I am, but I am holding on that kind of thing. Let's talk about your book. Your new right. book, Dangerous yes. Jesus. It Dangerous comes out Jesus. March 
Seventh. Seventh. The day yeah. after my birthday. The day after my birthday. Wow. You. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, you didn't send me a copy early, but it's okay. I'm sorry. I'll send you um, one. I'll get you yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was willing to do an endorsement. W- mean, were you? Yeah. Okay. I know but you're busy. You never offered. Up okay. There in Wisconsin. Um, so in Wisconsin, it's yeah. busy up there, dude. It's snowing a lot. All right. So uh, the book is called Dangerous Jesus. Or sorry, Jesus. Wait. Dangerous, Dangerous Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. So you were calling Jesus dangerous. But Dane Ortland calls Jesus gentle and lowly. So what's dangerous about Jesus? Because I thought Dane, you guys talk about Dane on your podcast. I thought you liked it. We did talk about Dane. Dane's great. Um, I got a bunch of And I love that book. Crossway gave us that book for free and made us pass it around to everybody. They They should. Everyone should own that book. It's a legit good book. Gentle gentle and lowly. Yeah. Um, You know, it's so funny how much we, uh, when we were in school, people hated on Jesus being gentle and lowly. They're like, oh, I was saying Jesus gentle and lowly. We were super confident. Then y'all made Jesus as sharp as a (laughs) sword. And uh, and then now everybody needs him to be gentle and lowly again. Uh, So uh, my book is in step with Dane's book, okay? So uh, I, I, I chose the title Dangerous. Jesus for two reasons. One uh, is that I want you to be confused. I want you to pick up the book and figure out what it is that I'm talking about. Nice. Especially if you are a non-believer and you like, Jesus is dangerous. Let me pick this up. And then lo and behold, I believe for a lot of non Christians, they will be able to meet a Jesus they've never heard of because mm. the Jesus that they have been acquainted with uh, has been the Jesus of the land, not the Jesus of the Bible. So, uh, so there, there's that. Also, I think the word captures what I'm trying to do in the book. So dangerous, uh, for particular, um, and, and if you're a, a sports person, if you think about an athlete, that's a threat or someone that's uh, dangerous, like LeBron James, he's dangerous on the court. Uh, what that means is he is a threat to the opposition. Anything that would try to steal victory from us is stopped by this guy or gal that's on the court field ring. Um, and that is dangerous for the opponent, for the opposition, but it's safety for the team. Uh-huh. The team knows who they are because they got this dangerous individual here. This dangerous person changes things. They 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 they, they win they win uh, championships. They hold together the camaraderie and the culture of the team. This individual is a threat to the threats and a security to the allies. Uh, and that's what Jesus is. He is a difference maker, a world changer, a revival bringer. He is a dangerous force to all the things that would be dangerous to us. He is our peace and our fortress at the same time. If you miss that Jesus, and you're using his name and some of the things that he believed and taught some of his perks and you are basically hollowing out Jesus into basically like a mascot for your own thing where Jesus becomes a cheerleader for your your political party for your spin for your whatever then that Jesus becomes dangerous in a bad way and that Christianity isn't a blessing, as Frederick Douglass said, when Christianity, the Christianity of Christ is mingled with the Christianity of the land, the Christianity of the Christ is lost and the Christianity of the land becomes a curse to mankind. Um, and I think we also see that as well to some of our critiques are our, our, uh, people that would critique us to their point is that when Jesus becomes a tool to injure people, um, it becomes the worst kind of tool because you are bathing your hate in heaven, which is not good. And it's not good for the culture and it's not good for you. It makes people worse as well. Yeah. So we need the good kind of dangerous that Jesus brings. And I write about that in the book.
So KB, you say in the book that um, getting Jesus wrong is dangerous. Yeah. Um, how, how do you think the church, and I guess I mean sort of the 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 broad evangelical American church is kind of getting Jesus wrong right now? Yeah, I think that in a myriad of ways, um, but I, I'll talk about one that is most uh, salient in my own life. I think that Jesus's radical position on love um, is something that we uh, almost treat as axiomatic when we are doing discipleship or preaching or writing, whatever it is. Hey, we're supposed to love. Um, And then it pretty much stops right there. And then we leave people to their own, you know, their own devices to try to figure out what, what, what the heck that means. Um, To be marked as individuals who love others with a specialty to the house of God and an extension to the broader world to be marked by that, to be better at that, to be more known for that, to be more disciplined and discipled in that than almost anything else. Um, I believe is the, the, the heart of Christianity and that is not the heart of American Christianity. I think that goes back to, to the conversation we had about something like Asbury, where if that is the primary marker of the community of faith, then um, we're less prone to fall into cynicism and we're more prone uh, to, to like our posture to lean towards grace when we're not sure. Yes. Like we're testing and we want to rejoice and we lean towards the grace and the rejoicing because we've been discipled in like the love that you Yeah, know, brother. About, yeah. Yes, yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So the podcast you're on is called Practically Pastoring. So a lot of pastors watching. So... What can pastors learn from your book? Why, why should a pastor pick up this book? Um, I, I wrote the book uh, for millennials and Generation Zers mainly. I think it's for everyone. Uh, the reviews that I've gotten from it um, has, has been across the spectrum. Um, but I think that what we need in this country um, is a kind of, I want to say recovery, but I don't want to say recovery. I'm just going to say we need the Christianity of Christ that has captured our hearts to be like front and center, mainstream, uh, what we want it to be mainstream, but at least front and center in our churches and our homes, so on and so forth. And I think that God, by his grace, is raising up authors, podcasters, preachers, teachers, rappers uh, to be a part of the reclaiming of the reputation of the Lord Jesus Christ for a emerging generation. And I think that this book helps pastors to do that. It's good. Amazon. Your website? Everywhere. Everywhere that books are sold. Is there going to be an audible version? There is an audio book, which I'm very excited about, because um, Derek Webb, the gentleman who produces our podcast, oh, produced... Like, they're not Cademan's called Derek No, no, Webb. not that Derek Webb. It's a lot of Derek Webb's. I was very confused there. No, no, no. Uh, excited? Yes, that would be cool. He, he should read that book. He Derek, should. Derek, Derek Webb, you should read this book, too. Um, <laughs> but he, we produced it, and it's got like sound effects in it and soundscapes. It feels like a soundtrack in wow. some ways. Cool. So did you voice it? You- I, I read it. Yes. Okay. Yes. The next one I'm using AI though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. baby. <laughs> um, awesome. Well, uh, if you're watching this, uh, we, we still have some time. I would love for you to write any questions you have in the chat. 
um, or text him directly, DM him, <laughs> you know, whatever you want to do. That's fine. Um, but I wanna, I'm going to read a question to you from someone in this room that asked this question that I've always wanted to hear your thoughts on. Um, how do you feel about the song Church Clap now that it's both like a white evangelical youth group anthem? Yeah. And for some reason, like square dancing bars. <laughs> I mean, I like the song because I made it and. You like the residuals too? <laughs> <laughs> the only gold record I have. <laughs> it's bittersweet. It's bittersweet. Uh, I saw some man in a country club gyrating to it. <laughs> And uh, and it made me sad. That's what you had in mind when you wrote it, right? Yeah, the- uh, that's how we planned it out. T- wow. Tipsy dads everywhere. Uh huh. Yes. The- yeah, I, I, I'm not really sure what to do with that song. To be honest with you, I, I'm thankful. Yeah. Uh, but uh, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Graves is so good. Uh, Thank you. You, uh, how'd you end up meeting with Brandon Lake and and, and collaborating for that? Um, man, actually, uh, Brandon had reached out to me on Instagram and that was when the DMs, like it had like, like, like a general place where you can get them. And then like people you're, I don't know, just not following or something like that. He had DM me like a year ago Mm. and I didn't see it. And, uh, and then we had this, this idea of flipping graves into like a trap worship joint. And I was like, man, well, I'll reach out to him on Instagram and see if he'd be down. Yeah. And I opened my Instagram and he, he was there, his phone number was there and everything. So I just <laughs> text him. And, uh, and then we, we hit it off very, uh, kindred spirits and, um, and he, he's the real deal. That dude loves the Lord. And, uh, it was he was happy to be a part of it and I was grateful to have him and and then yeah it turned into a, a full little moment for us Katie Earl's wondering what the heck does axiomatic mean axiomatic <laughs> it's a really big word you use you should Instagram. go on Google God bless you brother because <laughs> you are on a computer right now just put DEF and then put axiomatic after that and it'll be right there it'll be better than I can explain it's pretty good that's awesome um, uh, who are your hip hop influences right now who, who do you, sorry, I should say this, who have been your hip-hop influences and who are you liking right now? Um, yeah, so, you know, Kanye uh, was really big for me. I come from the Midwest, so uh, Nelly was a real big influence on me uh, in tech. Did you ever nine, have a, a Band-Aid under your I did, I, I did, only in the mirror. I never, never got out the house with it. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so, I mean, right now, I'm not listening to a whole lot of hip hop right sure. now because I'm making an album, and uh, so I'm trying to listen to stuff outside of hip hop. And uh, so, not not too many guys I can like mention. Right like now. what are you listening to? Um, be honest with you, I've been I've been listening to a lot of debates. Okay. So what I find Ton for of my ben Shapiro twenty four seven. Oh gosh, <laughs> no, actually, good wow. debaters. Oh. Um, so uh, no, nah, like I, I'm, I'm trying to do things that make my that stretch my my mind because yeah. what I find is that if my my mind is is thinking uh, in terms of um, you know arguments and saying things in succinct powerful ways, uh, I write better. Mm. So I've been listening to. I mean the dream Hudson and his sharp, just, you guys got to check out Southside Rabbi. Listen to this man. I listen to him all day. Um, I've been listening to, uh, what's the dude? Um, see, now you got me on the spot here. Hold up. I'm so sorry. Hold on. Hold on. Would you guys, uh, and you can just speak loud to me if you want to answer this too. Would you guys like ever, like Ruslan sometimes like debates people. 
Like, would you guys ever do? I know you guys done it in the past. Yes. We have in the past. They've always Even gone. If it's worth it. If it's worth it. If yeah. it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I just feel like internally, delivery guys about to drop off something. Internally, you guys, uh, uh, <laughs> you guys uh, have armchair uh, expert. Sorry. Um, yeah. You want to answer? Yes. It? You, you just you can drop it off. Oh no. Oh, he's okay. Oh. So. <laughs> live. We're live. Go, go ahead. Um, who we? Uh, who do we need to know who's coming up? Oh, like artist-wise? Artist-wise. Oh, um... Who should we be preparing our youth pastors to, like, put on their Um, books? I love, uh, Wande and Portia. Um, they're really dope. Just two, um, uh, female Christian hip-hop artists out of Atlanta. They're awesome. Um, love their stuff. Uh, Scooty. Scooty Wop. Just check him out. He's got. If y'all have heard that that viral song, "Hold Up," I ain't with yeah. that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. Scooty. Yeah, yeah. He's one of our our guys. We love him. Um, get to spend some time with him, yeah. and he just makes good Christian Gen Z music mm-hmm. of of in, in like every genre. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then you know I got my classic guys. You know Ty Brazel just put a project out that's really yeah. good. Um, Hovey's great. Um, yeah. Let me let me ask you. Uh, we talked about this earlier. I want to ask you a very sincere question. Um, you know, when you're touring, yeah, uh, you have you probably. I, I know you have like good good folks around you to kind of help you be accountable and, and things like that. But it, that also pulls you away from like your local community. And like one thing about practicing pastoring is like ministry can be lonely. Yeah, and and unfortunately. Um, for a lot of pastors, especially if you're pastoring in a town that's not your like hometown, yeah, like your only community is your church, and that kind of puts weird power dynamics in terms of like how vulnerable as I as a pastor can be with a congregation. Yeah, you know definitely, I mean? yeah. Um, and so one thing we, we we say as pastors is like, don't do ministry alone. Like, practically, pastor wants to help pastors find friends to have the vulnerable community. You can yes, make. yeah. So my question is, is like. Um, we talked about artists falling and failing, and that could be a symptom of the only way you make money in this industry is touring and, and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, so, sure. How, like, I know you have a home church, you have a home community. Yeah. How do you, for lack of better terms, keep the faith and, like, remain accountable and faithful when you have endless opportunity to, like, yeah. you know, what does Andy say? Uh, the devil's in the explore page or something? Like, yeah, you have all yeah, these opportunities yeah, yeah. to, like, draw you and tempt you away from yeah. all this stuff. Like, um, you know, I, I I know you I know you have a song about how like as an artist, you know, touring can 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 lure you away from the Lord. What's your advice, even for like pastors that like they're lonely and they don't have accountability? Yeah. So maybe what do you do? What advice can you give to us? Uh, I think if you're a pastor and you're lonely, uh, I think you should uh, see that as the um, biggest issue that you need to solve. You, 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 I, I do not think that pastors, particularly in who, I mean, come on, bro. Like the, the, I, I forget what the, the statistics were, but they're nuts on pat, ministries closing, pastors leaving the, the, their churches, um, leaving the pastorate altogether, taking their own lives. Um, yet you, we can't see the ministering out of a place of isolation, loneliness, fear, depression, um, 
as uh, something that we should be um, cavalier and sort of, uh, I guess it's just my cross. Uh, all of those things are going to happen with leading in any arena in this world. You will feel aspects of that. That should not be your your, your baseline, though. Yeah. So I, I would say that you should prioritize. Um, I, I would pray about it every day until God does it to send men into my life that can help hold my arms up. Uh, I need an Aaron. Uh, I have several Aaron's and hers in my life um, that have been with me over 10 years. And, um, and I credit my uh, broken reality that it's not more broken than it is uh, to my relationships with those people. Uh, I'm also in therapy regularly, whether something is wrong or not. Um, I am confessing um, what is ailing me that I might receive healing, as the scripture talks about. Um, and, uh, and I try to live transparently with those people that I can trust. And that doesn't need to be a, a bunch of people. That might be two or three people or one person. You, you need someone in that space. And I write about that in the book, in the Dangerous Friendship chapter. So, yeah. KB, we, we follow you on the socials, so we've seen you posting videos, you know, you in the gym and boxing. Yeah. Uh, do you think pastors should be posting thirst traps with their shirts off after the workout in the gym? You should see the pictures that Tim sends us. What? Is this a question just for you? This is, yeah. There's a reason that Tim yeah. is the one asking a, this he's question. A big he's just trying to figure it out? No, he's trying to figure big, out if yeah, you can put your pics can, on Instagram? I just want to be big, like you. Like, am, am I allowed to do that? He's a big Jaguars fan. He drives up to Jack, Jacksonville. And there's multiple photos of him in the stadium with his shirt off, just freaking okay, out. Okay, that's a shirtless On pick. Reddit. On yeah. Reddit. Wow. Yeah. And he's also the most fit pastor shirtless. Pastors, so. It's a shirtless pastor pick, but that's after the most epic comeback in Jaguars history. Yeah, so that's a little go. different, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, you're right. Absolutely, yes. And somebody and needs like, to. I mean, if you're working hard on his body, somebody's got to see it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, <laughs> somebody going to see this. Uh, yeah, your wife ain't there all the time. You know what I'm saying? So anyway, I'm just joking. I'm joking. <laughs> Terrible advice. I am joking. Um, that is hilarious. Do you really want me to answer that question? Or do you, am I supposed to answer this question for Why not? You probably shouldn't. Uh, you know, I think about Paul talking about like not eating meat ever again. Uh, he's, he's making some serious adjustments. I think we can deal without seeing your belly button. There's a pastor that's under some heat right now for, for doing just this, like, <laughs> for, for real. like this week. Yeah. For, real? Yeah. Yeah. for real? Yeah, I mean, I'm good not seeing your belly button yeah. and your your the sweat in your chest and how many hairs uh, you have uh, in, in the middle. I'm, I'm good not ever seeing that. I don't know who is being helped by that. Maybe It's one of those all things are lawful, not all things are expedient uh, things. Yeah, you know, there you, you know, go. Yes. You know, I'm not going to well, condemn you for it, but you're probably not going to point people to Jesus with it either. Yeah. Yeah, Especially yeah, yeah. me. If my shirt's off, no one's coming to Jesus. <laughs> That's a, unless wow. it's like, wow, a heart attack is moments away. Time to get right. With All right, that. we have wow. a serious question. Serious question online. When it comes to living for the Lord and being a husband and father, along with your platform, how do you keep yourself humble and continuing to pursue Jesus and pushing others to do the same? I mean, I, I would say, um, and I'm, I'm not trying to sound uh, snarky at all when I say this, but I, I do think it's. Uh, it's just the same as how anybody following Jesus would. This is uh, uh, this is my job um, as an artist. This, this is my job. And at my job, I get to talk about Jesus as much as I want. Um, but it's, you know, I, I have to be a man of community, of accountability, um, a man that's growing in my faith and uh, 
prioritizing, you know, intimacy with God, just like any other Christian. So I, I don't think it's more difficult where I am uh, or less difficult. It's just uh, what it means to walk with Jesus. Mm-hmm. I, I'll wrap up the, the, the show. I have one last question for you. Um, like, I remember, I remember years ago, you, you know, you and like everyone else at Reach got wrapped up in like, you're in the Illuminati and, and, yes. and there's all this other stuff. But like, for the most part, I haven't seen you get dragged on Twitter for any kind of like sensational thing for anything you've said. Maybe I missed it. You guys now are in season five of your podcast. The one scary thing about a podcast is there are hours and hours of you of talking. You talking. Yes. And, Off the cuff. and not just that people could like snip it, but like you could also just make, make a joke. I mean, we make jokes all the time, now, and we like we have to say we're just kidding because we want to make sure that people don't like, you know, like cancel us or whatever. But like, <laughs> you have friends who are who are you know who are in ministry or who are also uh, artists who like get canceled or like get dragged yeah. on Twitter. This week especially, there's been a bunch of pastors who are like clips are getting pulled up from yes. old sermons oh my and gosh. and to be fair some of the stuff they're saying maybe isn't the wisest way you should have said it. Yes. It could be like doctrinally sound but they're being like not wise enough yes, to say yes. it. But there's also been some just really bad homiletics as well. It's, sure, it, sure. It, it has not been Yes. It, it's been, I think I know I think I know the one you're talking you about. Exactly yeah, yeah, I was like that man was the, in Proverbs like yeah, you need, what? <laughs> you, you need to buy I have never study, heard this before. Yeah. Just yes. read the notes. Yeah, get dispensational just, just for the sermon just, because listen, uh, it's whack right now. It's a Dallas <laughs> yeah, yeah. seminary grad. Get dispensational all the time, but <laughs> but you need to get a good yeah. study Bible and that won't keep you from saying something stupid. Yeah. I guess my question is is like I mean like seriously though, like the AI stuff is scary because you not only have a lot of yeah, audio, that's wild. You yes. a lot of video. Yes, someone could be like, "I'm gonna make KB say something heinous, yeah. and it's gonna look really real." Yes, but KB, huh? They're gonna deep fake. They're gonna deep. They could yeah. deep fake me. Yes. So, so I guess my question is this: is like you, I can't think of a time you've actually been dragged on Twitter for either being associated with a certain conference or saying something from whatever, like. What's the testament of that? Just but don't bro, post. We said media. why is he's in the Illuminati, so he. They're protecting it. me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Look at this great building, you know. So I'm going to give you what I think is the right answer to your question. Yeah. Uh, but I hate to say this because I feel like um, uh, right after I say this, it's going to happen. So um, <laughs> one, the internet comes from for us all at some point. Sure. So uh, this just it is what it is. Um, so I, I uh, look, they came, they're coming for me right now. Oh, I was about to say, <laughs> he's like, yep, yeah, you're, you're trending. <laughs> um, and then there are, I, I, I try to be integral. I mean, there, you know, I have a lot of people working in within my organization because outside the music, I have other things that, that kind of, that I'm speaking into, and uh, that, that it's just, in, in fact, you know, I won't put this out, but um, I'll just allude to it. Last week. Um, you know, an, an ex-employee of ours, uh, had some, a situation happen. Um, and, uh, and I was linked, they, they didn't link me to it as in like, I was a part of it, but people know that this person used to work within our organization. Um, those kinds of things, uh, are inevitable, mm-hmm. but I try really hard to keep integrity as the, you know, like the, you know, the Billy Graham rule is, is, is way too far. Uh, but the principle of keeping your nose clean, uh, even if you need to 
go over and beyond is not a bad idea in some spaces. So I, I, I so I think there's there's that I'm I'm trying to keep that consistent in my life, pay people what I owe them, um, be kind, do my best to live at peace with all men, that kind of thing, uh, stamp out whenever there is uh, misconduct, that kind of thing. Um, and then the second thing is I talk so much uh, that, you know, as the scripture says, is sin found the multitude of words. I inevitably have said something that was not charitable enough or clear enough or rational enough, or it was a weak argument or whatever it may be, just be ready to say sorry. And it, and again, the people are like, well, we don't want your apology. Well, I'd be okay. Well, this must be in what the Lord is kind of leading us in, but I, I'm okay. I've done that several times. Oh, no, I should have said that differently. Or, or, or I did say that and I stand by it and whatever the consequences are, I embrace them. But I, I just need to be ready to say that I'm, I'm not a perfect communicator and, uh, and, and, but I still want to serve. And that's a very vulnerable place to be is to not be perfect, but to be leading. Um, so, uh, so be be ready to say sorry. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like like some of these pastors are getting dragged. It's like, even when everyone's like, yeah, you said that weird. They're like, I can't apologize. Then they're going to double down. And, yeah, no, 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 no. I was, I was right. Everybody else and was the, wrong. And, and then the phrase woke mob will somehow get interjected. That's right. Cancel culture. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. enemy's coming after me yeah, for yeah. something stupid I yeah. said. Yes. I, I, yeah. I, I think uh, <laughs> I <believe> it. <laughs> humility and emotional intelligence are probably the two things that, like, it won't prevent you from getting dragged or canceled. Right. But it'll be hard for it to stay and stick. Yeah, you know yeah, yeah, for sure. So... Yeah, KB. Uh, now that we need to talk about this, but where can people find you? Is there besides the book? Is there anything else we should be expecting from you? That kind of stuff. I'm almost done with my album. That which which will, which album. will be following the book, uh, and then Lord willing, going on tour, promoting both of them in the fall. All right. Uh, and who is KB.com? Anything KB related? If you can, like book a show in Milwaukee, Oof, Chicago. Chicago. <laughs> be, between like April and September, otherwise Baltimore. you don't want to be there. Come to Baltimore. Okay, come to Baltimore. Yeah. Anyways, I appreciate KB. Thank you for everybody who is uh, watching and listening. Uh, join the Facebook group. Follow us on Instagram. Follow this guy everywhere. Uh, we appreciate it, man. I love it. Love Bye. it. God bless y'all. Thanks for listening. Get Thank connected to other pastors by joining the Practically Pastoring Facebook group, where we get to share ideas and make each other better. <laughs>